Hi, mate. <laughs> All right, sorry, I was halfway through a gulp. Oh, <laughs> uh, also a gulp. Mm. I'm all right, mate. How are you? Really good, thanks. Perfect. Another gulp. Let's just keep asking each other questions while we, while we gulp. Okay, gulp. We gulp. I mean, we literally had like an hour before this where we could have drank as much as we wanted, but we choose now to do. Yeah, that's always the way, though, isn't it? Yeah, well, always, people always seem to do things in mysterious ways, don't they? And you may notice that I've raised my voice in that sort of segue. <laughs> the king of segways, man. Yeah, yes. go on then. Something mysterious to me, right? <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, with everything that's going on, we've all had many different laws and regulations thrown at us, and then we've been told that we can all go out, and now we can do this and do a little bit. But there's one thing that you still can't do, and that's get a fucking haircut. That's true. So, I look like I've... I look like Alan when he wakes up in Jumanji and goes, What year is it? <laughs> I am Robin Williams in Jumanji, right? Wow, okay. Um, but I I happened across something. I was, I was doing my morning faff the other day, mm-hmm. and someone's watching Good Morning, whichever one it is. It's got Scope on it, the Scope. Okay. So I, I look up, and it catches my eye, because I notice that they've got like a segmented screen. So you've got the two people in the studio, but they're sat at opposite ends of the studio, being Willoughby and Scope. So mm-hmm. they're on two separate cameras. You've got another one, which is like their, you know, when they have like a professional whatever to be the sort of adjudicator. And then yep. they've got two people that they're interviewing. Now, the people they're interviewing are like a, a back alley barber women. Like they're sort of like <laughs> back sneaking alley in barber out. women. They're sneaking in and out of people's houses, giving them illegal haircuts. Oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> you okay. see what I mean? Yeah. So they're sort of like under this cloak and dagger like mannerisms so because what they're doing would get them in trouble obviously they don't want to give up their identity you know? yeah what do you think <laughs> itv made them do so we couldn't oh, tell who they were god i mean did they a sit in a dark room with a silhouette did yeah. they b have actors play the part for them or did they c have the two people face away from the camera so you can see the back of their fucking heads for what must have been a 10-minute segment. <laughs> what do you think they did? Um, well, I would... I, <laughs> I would hope they would have done A because that's the that's the most sensible Industry standard, one. Industry right? Yeah, but for, yeah. I, I'm guessing, yeah. because you're telling this story, they did C. Of course they did. Oh, but they had two sake. random people facing away from the camera with the back of their heads on show. For t- me. While while a professional hairdresser, a hairstylist, basically rips into them about why they're wrong, but their voices are going through a decoder, so it's like, oh yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I still need to earn money, so I must go. As if you're a fucking witness protection. <laughs> Honestly, I fucking died. Jesus oh, Christ. Good. Uh, yeah, ITV keep delivering in that sense. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm almost wanting to start watching tv regularly just because i think good morning or yeah. this morning whatever it's called scofatron mm. and willabobs those two do deliver the goods 
Yeah, I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Because um, I found myself, you know, when you, on the podcast, when you tell a story or one of them and, and you're listening to, I'm listening to you tell a story, I'm thinking, I, where could I take this? One of two ways. The easy way would be, obviously, I don't have the problem with the haircut because I've been shaving my own head, um, yeah. as I've mentioned on a previous pod. And I've the last couple of days, I've sort of ventured out of my flat a little bit more. Um, and I definitely burnt my head today. Um, and I had big, um, like over the ear earphones on headphones. So I've got like a white band, um, on the top of my head where the top of the headphones are. So I can't even fucking get that right. But, um, the second strand I was going to take this down is the one thing that this, um, lockdown has taught me and that probably the scariest thing um, that I've, I don't want to say learned about myself, but certainly discovered about myself is that as this lockdown continues, um, I'm finding myself more and more or, or on a more frequent basis agreeing with things that Pierce Morgan says. What and fuck are you talking about? I know, and, and that's the thing, you know, I hate him, but I do quite like the moments when he's poking at any uh, conservative politician. Um, and like I'm hearing some, because I, I don't watch TV, we've established this, neither do you really, and I don't sort of engage in stuff on social media. So I'm hearing these things secondhand and then going, oh yeah, I agree with that. And then realising that Pierce Morgan said it. So if nothing else, I need to get the fuck out of lockdown yeah, so that I right can now. stop on the odd occasion agreeing with Pierce Morgan. And I want to state for the record, it's tiny things occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make that very fucking clear. But mm. but I think the whole um I th- I think it's I think what's interesting is is you saying about those um hairdressers that are being sort of lambasted live on tv yeah um why aren't they doing that to people i don't know like the prime minister or cummings or anyone that has you know (laughs) done something worse (laughs) than cut people saying i'm not condoning the hairdressers um you know Either people look, men, I don't know about women because it's different, but all the men I know either look like me right now or you right now. There's <laughs> yeah. no in between. There's either complete hirsute kind of pseudo Hagrid or there's me kind of one step away from either Grant or Phil Mitchell. <laughs> Speaking of Grant and Phil Mitchell, have you heard that um, Sonia from EastEnders, who I believe is called Natalie Cassidy, um, is the latest <laughs> celeb in quotations to have her um, private photographs leaked in quotations? And I was having a chat um, with my buddy uh, Jack. He posted something on Instagram. Uh, which was a meme about Sonia. Um, and I messaged him to say that I'd heard that these photos had been leaked. And he um, said something. And then I responded with, I kind of want to look at them just to see if her vagina has a chin. <laughs> Oh, 
Because it might. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? Yeah. Anything's oh possible in lockdown, mate. I tell you, anything's possible. possible. Natalie Cassidy. Natalie Any Cassidy. Part of her anatomy. Instead of two nipples, she's got two chins on yep. the front of her. Just yep. one big chin. Episode forty-nine, isn't it? It isn't it just? It really is. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, unless we fuck something up again. Nope. Nope. I'll it's... be honest. We haven't actually fucked it, boys, in a while. Well, not to our knowledge, but how? No one's, no one's pulled us up on anything. Put it that way. Well, how do you know? Maybe I've just been sheltering you from it. Oh no! Have you? No. Okay. Oh, <laughs> no. Okay, go. Um, Don't worry me. Like we might have. Yeah, we might have. But I mean, you know. I think people will forgive us at the moment. I would hope so. We're all under a lot of duress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. We are. But I've I've had um I'm I'm into my week off thus far. Oh yeah. Mm. Mm. Whole, well, is it a whole week of doing nothing or is it one of those pseudo weeks off where you get sort of panged to do shit on your day off? Yeah, I, I mean I have managed to venture out a bit. I've been a bit braver. Um, and I've noticed an interesting uh, trend which I wanted to talk to you about. Go on. I, I've given it a name. It's a working title. Okay. But obviously the weather at the moment has been unfathomably good, right? It's, you know, it's spectacular. I mean, it's amazing. So obviously that has encouraged people beyond the sort of mess of whatever the rules and regulations are. But mm. you see a lot of people and they're gathering and doing what British people do very well when it's hot. Um, and that's bringing some food along to the occasion. Right. And what I've noticed and what I want to talk to you about, and the name I've given it is Sad Picnic. <laughs> There's nothing more depressing than a sad picnic. Now, as a bystander, as someone that is, um, you know, just kind of wandering around trying to avoid being, I mean, 200 metres away from people as I normally do. <laughs> yeah. But you see a sad picnic. You know, you have a picnic you want people to walk past and go, fucking hell, I wish I was sat on that towel with that yeah. <laughs> with that group of people eating that but i've seen so many sad picnics now god what have you seen in said sad picnics? okay so whole unpeeled carrots <laughs> did they bring a rabbit <laughs> that is not carrots at a picnic with a nice little bit of hummus don't mind that don't yeah, mind that. Sleased, sleased and peeled. They've got maybe. to be peeled, they've got to be sleeced or chopped. Not just a whole carrot. I <laughs> saw a fucking carrot. Yeah. I saw a um a jacket potato with nothing on it. What are you talking about? Just a dry jacket potato that someone was eating just out of their hand. Like an apple. Just a, oh my God. like a jacket <laughs> and it didn't even look like a baked potato it just been microwaved <laughs> it's like that is the driest thing that you could possibly put in your mouth um just like when you look down you see it's just i don't know like what's that um oh, taramasalata <laughs> what? what i don't think i've ever said that word out loud it's like it's like fish 
it's like fish paint. That's what it looks like, like pink paint. But it's fish like paint. it's like a fish yogurt type thing. Fish yogurt. <laughs> yeah, have you never heard of taramasalata? No, and I'm glad I haven't. <laughs> yeah, someone what just are you eat, talking about fish like, yogurt, an industrial thing of taramasalata, and like, I could smell it from about a mile away. So oh. It was a bit fishy, and just things that just look. You know, I've hardly seen any. I don't know, like Scotch eggs or little mini <laughs> pasty. But you know, the working class picnic. Yeah, you know, you, you just see these really like. I mean, feta can go fuck itself. Full stop. I mean, yeah. what's feta doing anywhere near it? But then I started to think about what I would regard regard as the working class salad. And I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, if ever I had a salad, it would consist of the following items. Oh God, we'll compare because I can picture mine right now: lettuce, yep, beetroot, not for me. Well, not for me either, but my dad used to grow it. Oh, I see. Pickled onions. Mm-hmm. A packet of crisps. <laughs> yeah. A um, little bit of coleslaw. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I think the most important ingredient for um, any kind of salad, egg and ham. And cheese. No, see, I'm lactose intolerant. Obviously not for you. Yeah. But, but you would have the cubes of cheese on there as well. Yes. That's a working that, class salad. I mean, pickled onions, a packet of crisps, a scotch egg. Well, it's like, a Plowman's. Isn't that it? is it's not a, a fucking salad. <laughs> and, like, I can remember being annoyed even at that as a kid. Like, I don't want to eat a salad. It's like, mate, that is not a salad. No, it's not. There is no kale in there. Yeah, but you could, no, mean, no. Kale can fuck off. It's disgusting. I don't mind kale. But then I would say that you're, you know, and I don't want to offend you live on the podcast, but I would say your taste buds are more working class than my taste buds. I am offended. (laughs) And I would motion to the bar to show their evidence on which this statement has been claimed. Um, Because it wasn't until two years ago that you tried hummus. And right, you, when you ate hummus, hummus for the first time, it was like you were the only person to have ever eaten hummus. It was like you had <laughs> discovered... It was like when Jesus turned water into wine. <laughs> you were like, oh my God, what is this magical thing? It's like it's fucking hummus, mate. You yeah, wouldn't eat I've mushrooms. You wouldn't eat mushrooms. I've eaten mushrooms. Yeah, but you, yeah, but you would never used to. Right. I mean, do I need to go on? I eat all foods. I am well tested. Are you? Know. Yeah. I realise this is the first time that we've ever like turned on each other on the pod. I'm quite enjoying I know. the dynamic. What is this? What is what, this? So you I, think I that feel... my taste buds are more working class than yours? Would you eat a pasty? Of course I'd eat a pasty. Can't fuck a standard, mate. But that doesn't mean anything. That means you don't potato, like... potato, unseasoned everything. Well, it no. depends. Well, hang on, but it depends where you get the pasty from, mate. Favourite meat meal, Ryan? What's yours? Okay. Um, now here we go. Here we go. Your three-course meal. You've gone to the restaurant of your choice. Mm. They are serving everything you like. Mm. What is your starter, your main, and then your dessert? Okay. Um, oh, for starter, probably calamari with a nice okay. garlic aioli. Maybe, maybe I can't quite decide. Maybe scallops, bacon wrap scallops. But I think I'd probably go calamari. For main, mm-hmm. I'd probably go. Um, 
my real answer is going to make me lose this game, but I can't come lie. On. No, come on. I think I would go for a Christmas dinner with all of the trimmings. But if I was going to a restaurant, like a no, like this a, is no, 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 no. This is this. It doesn't matter where you go; they're serving exactly what you want. You would want a Christmas dinner. No, no. You know, on those parameters, no. I'm thinking if I was on death row, I'd want a Christmas dinner. <laughs> if I could have anything on a menu, I think I'd probably go. Um... Oh God, I feel See, under pressure. I don't now. even need to think. I don't even need to think. Scallops, boom, straight off the bat. Yeah. Second, beef Wellington, pow. Preferably with some of those nice gratin potatoes. And third, kapow, creme brulee. Yeah, I mean, my dessert, I'd probably pick spotted dick and custard, so... Right. Sorry, mate. Yeah, you're but right. But I'm taking this one from you. Yeah. Can I have a... Is there a crowd? Is there a celebration? Um, well, I mean, there? I don't really want to give it to you because it's at my expense, but I, I mean, guess, I think yeah. it's... There, 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 thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know what, listeners? I'm big enough and ugly enough to admit I lost and I, in fact, do have the most working-class taste buds. There we go. Revelation. Hang on a minute. Does this mean I'm a posh <laughs> Well... I think one has to have money to be a posh twat. So I think I think, both, word, of, yeah. I think both of us are safe. <laughs> we interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Seagulls. Now, we all know what they are. We do know what they are. They're sea bombs. And it seems, mm. from this story that I'm reading on North Wales Live from three days ago from recording, mm -hmm. people are taking matters into their own hands. Okay, interesting. So a couple who work for the RSPCA said they were absolutely horrified when they saw a car plough through a flock of seagulls. Oh, God. A car ploughed into approximately 10 to 15 seagulls in which one was killed and others were injured. When questioned, the passenger of the car yeah. jumped out <laughs> jumped out of her car yeah. towards another vehicle of which the occupants were questioning what they did to reply, well, the fucking seagull should have moved out of our way. <laughs> Wow. That was expleted on the website. I have filled in the blanks. Yeah, unexpleted it. Wow. Um, I mean, I want to say good on them. In in a way, I feel partly responsible. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Like we've never ever told people to go out and maim or injure seagulls. Um, no, this is it. When was this from? This is three days ago. Okay, well avid followers of our instagram page at babblement pod same as twitter will notice that i went out yesterday to um turn my car over mm. um and as i approached the car there were no less than 10 seagulls shit three sat on the car four on the floor next to the car and three flying round the car. 
And there was <laughs> honestly, I posted the the picture earlier. There was honestly a moment where I was thinking, this could be it, you know. (laughs) This could be what... This could be it. (laughs) This is what all this has been been leading towards. Oh, my God. And so I thought, thought, what do I do? Do I just stand here and wait for them to fly away? Or do I try and get in my car with them all there? But I thought, if I get any closer, they're going to attack me. So I just sort of semi-ran towards them making a loud noise. Can, can we hear the noise that you make? Yeah, I'll move away from the mic, but I kind of went... <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't realise that there was a bloke opposite me, like literally like 10 feet away, washing his car. Oh, what a great noise. And he just sort of looked at me as he saw... And it wasn't just the noise, it was the motion as well. I kind of like did like a hacker move towards the like, <laughs> And and the irony of which none of them moved. They just fucking looked at me like, "What's your fucking problem?" Oh my god, they were detected. Absolutely mugged off. But um, I actually, if if you'll allow it, I think um, we've, even though we've been across the seagull thing from the beginning, we have maybe been overlooking another danger from the sky. What? We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Pigeon arrested in India on suspicion of being a spy for Pakistan. (laughs) (laughs) That's not serious. Okay. Birds can be far sneakier than you would expect, as anyone who has ever had the last precious remnants of their ice cream cone whipped away in the claws of an unruly seagull can testify. It's like, mate, if you'd listen to this, it wouldn't be them switching your, snatching your um, ice cream that would be a problem. (laughs) but what I love is this article is clearly written by someone who's genuinely terrified because they've put (laughs) geese are quite frankly terrifying and parrots can take a meaty chunk out of your hand so should they so wish Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds is terrifying because well is it so inconceivable now a pigeon has been arrested in India on suspicion of being a spy for Pakistan after flying into a house close to the India-Pakistan border with what seemed to be a code around its leg. According to the Times of India, residents of Manyari village in the Harangar sector captured the suspicious bird and proceeded to alert security officials. Now, the beady, I mean... hang on, the, the beady-eyed <laughs> suspect, suspected spy, was what? discovered by local Gita Devi after the bird flapped its way into her home on May 24th, wearing a ring around its foot with numbers on it. It also been painted pink. Oh, carry on. <laughs> However, a Pakistani villager has since refuted the allegations made against the pigeon and has claimed to be the owner, according to Pakistan news outlet Dawn. The man in question, whose name is Hababullah, lives in the village of... I'm sorry, I can't pronounce that. Bagar Shakagar, and has claimed the code written on the ring is actually just his mobile phone number. Habibullah <laughs> reportedly has a passion for pigeons and owns around a dozen of them. 
he had decided to fly several pigeons as part of a celebration in his village, which is located approximately four kilometers from Indian territory. Before letting them fly off, Habibullah had put rings around his pigeon's feet, which had been uh, specifically inscribed with his mobile phone number. The pigeon owner has described his bird as innocent, as well as being a symbol of peace, love and tolerance. The pigeon has yet to give a comment on its innocence. (laughs) A fucking comment from a pigeon. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe seagulls are not the only things that we should be worried about. I mean, I don't know about you. Conspicuous spies. Not only have we got to deal with all the bellends who've decided not to care about anyone else in the world, but we're dealing with seagulls, we're dealing with fucking hornets, we're dealing with pigeons. The sky has has never been less safe. <laughs> we got no food, we got no jobs, our pets have to fall off! Oh my god, watch the sky! <laughs> Oh, oh fucking spy Jesus. pigeon. Fucking spy oh, pigeon. Mate, I'm fucking dead. That is absolutely seen. As soon as you said I had a ring round its thing, and that was the reason why they thought it was a fucking spy. <laughs> like, so I don't need a ring. What are you talking about? No, I just, absolute I thought, I, I love the idea of that. Like, we became um, suspicious of the pigeon when we realised <laughs> it was wearing a fake moustache. It's like... <laughs> What do you mean? It's a spy pigeon. What do you mean? How how the fuck is it going to get anything? What's it going to do? Go back into Morse code. Yeah, come on. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Oh, that's brilliant. Don't be angry. Don't be pissed. You took so long to start. What the fuck is he doing? <laughs> Fucking hell, mate. <laughs> I mean, people might you even <laughs> they're like, wait, what was that? It was the hate list. It's the fucking hate list. <sighs> God. You're okay, mate. Of course it is. Um, my first entry this week is when food squeaks in your mouth. Oh. So I was eating some popcorn. Yeah. And every single bite. Yeah, I stopped eating it. I was like, I can't do this anymore. This is not not worth it. Um, The second entry I have this um, week is Zipper losing integrity. (laughs) It starts to peel away itself. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I can't believe I've never brought this one up before because it's one of the most irritating things like where you do your zip up and all of a sudden your jacket's like splayed in half halfway up itself <laughs> like i can't there i don't think there's anything more 
But it's either that or the jam. It jams halfway for no apparent reason. There's nothing yeah. stuck in it. It just hasn't worked anymore. So, okay, cool. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And, and when you zip it up and then an hour later, the bottom of it just starts to unravel. So yeah. you look like, yeah, you looking like you've got a top button done. Up, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, like a cake. it's like a cake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is this? Um, engage. Oh, okay. Engagement announcement posts on social media. And I've written, I don't want to see your fucking hand. Right, yeah. Which I know is, is is really kind of sanctimonious of me or miserable. It's like, I mean, A, have you ever listened to this podcast before? But B, it's like, <laughs> I don't care. Like, congratulations, congratulations. But why do you have to share it with me? Why do I need to see your lady's hand kind of dangling over the lapel of your coat while you're up a fucking mountain? Like, I don't care. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck off. Don't you don't need to share every whole of your life with everyone. Um, gappy stairs. So, oh, st- so you- stairs that have the, the bottom bit, but no back bit. Yeah, so you can see through yeah, the stairs. Yeah, it's like, brilliant. Why, why do I need that? So I'm going to slide through into a vortex in between each fucking step. <laughs> I mean, the likelihood of anyone sliding through that gap is very small. No, but I would get my foot trapped and snap it because that's the kind of person I am. So gappy stairs. Um, now I've been doing um, a rewatch of um, Stranger Things. Um, and I don't know about you, but at the moment I find it really hard to concentrate on something new. I have watched a couple of new TV shows, one of which was uh, the BBC's fantastic TV show, Normal People, which ruined me for about a week. Um, but I need kind of, it's like com- I'm, I'm comfort eating, but with my eyes. Right, okay. Yeah? And Stranger Things is, is my biggest kind of comfort eye food. Um, yeah. But I cannot fucking stand... Winona Ryder's sibilant S. I'll get you some new crowns. <laughs> like, Honestly, and the problem is, and this is for you, Lee, or for you listeners, if you oh, ever God. watch her, in straight, you'll, you'll never be able to not hear it now. Like a and It's like, oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god, it's fucking infuriating. Um, my last entry to the hate list this week is the phrase. Oh, you got up on the wrong side of bed. That helps. Brilliant. Brilliant. It's referring to you obviously being a bit miserable yeah. that day. Oh, someone but woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Did they? That's, did they? Kin- <laughs> did they? Oh, did I? <laughs> Oh, fucking hell, I didn't realise. Oh, if I'd have just rolled over and got off the other side of the fucking bed, then I wouldn't want to smash your fucking face in, you stupid, <laughs> smiling little cunt. It's not helpful, is it? It's not helpful. I'd rather someone just go, Jesus Christ, you're a miserable prick today. Be like, yeah, sorry, I am. Oh, yeah, I am. Oh, anything that starts with, oh, it's like, stop. Yeah. Stop. I think I think I covered that before when yeah. like, you were doing this stuff in your garden and someone goes, whoop. Oh, do mine when you're finished. Do mine when you've finished. No, no mate, don't even want to do off. this one. <laughs> Obviously. Well, I, well, I've only got two. That's all right. But um, they, they've affected me, so. That's fine. I've you got... don't have to justify yourself, man. This is a oh, safe man. space. I just, well, I'm, I'm comfy here. I'm with my friends. Yeah. My name is Lee and I'm friends. a... Friends. I mean, friend. Friend. Duh. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. The only one. Yep. 
Automated phone call redirection. <laughs> Great. Can, wait, can so, I, sorry, I'm really sorry to interrupt you, and I always do this, but can I just say, I love when you have ones like this. Oh, man. Because it, I know how annoyed you get at <laughs> simple things not being simple. Yeah, and, and how this is the immediately worst frustrate. Like, you, you just go from naught to 100, and I love that. So I well, can't Obviously, it, when you make a phone call now, mm. there's no one there to answer it. No. The only people that are available to answer anything, so you ring a phone company, a water company, anything, no one's in an office. No. Everyone's at home, and there's not many of them. I understand this. You understand this, because we are aware of the happenings in the world. Absolutely. But said companies really don't want you to go through to someone at home. No. And they keep telling you that there are other options. I rang a company that delivers television earlier <laughs> to me, which is why I'm not going to name them. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they're not listening, but okay. But, but those motherfuckers mm. spent 10 minutes of a 15-minute wait telling me, well, if you don't want to wait, you could always press 1 and I'll send you a text. And then you can take a link to an automated text service. Well, no, I don't want to do that. I want to speak to a person. Sure. And then it goes on to another advert. If you don't want to wait, you could always go online. Go online and visit our website to speak to us via text. No, I, I really don't want to do that. I'd like to speak to a person. Yeah. And then they've got another one. All of these are different recordings. We are experiencing long delay times due to COVID-19. If you don't want to wait, you could press one and I'll send you a fucking text. Yeah. No, no, no. But you know, I want but... to speak to a human. The reason I have rang, I am in my home. I have the wealth of the internet and all buttons at my disposal. Yeah. If I wanted to press them, I'd have done that. The fact that I've bothered myself to have any contact with a human mm. right now means that I need to actually speak to said human. Fuck these guys. Well, because <laughs> I remember you speaking something similarly, like when you're trying to put information into one of these things, and, and it's equally oh, frustrating, yeah. But I think what's really interesting about um, this kind of remote communicative kind of thing is mm. that they have psychologically designed them to be able to um or to to stop you from staying on the phone like it's a fact if you look at this the, the psychology behind it the repetition and the tone and the you know it's always really terrible quality music in the background yeah, awful everything has been specifically designed for you to go nah i'm done <laughs> Yeah, bollocks to this. Yeah, which makes it, and it, because you know that, it makes it even more annoying because you're like, you're yeah, not doing this for persistent. my benefit. Yeah, it's persistent. Absolutely. So you're just like, no. And out Absolutely. of sheer doggedness, you end up going, fuck you. I'm 23 minutes in. I'm not fucking off in this call. You're going to answer it, you pricks. Absolutely. And then they don't. You're like, oh, I'm just going exactly. to hang up. Oh, then they cut you off. Yeah. Oh. It goes, it does that little brr, brr, ring, and you go, oh, good. And it goes, <laughs> 
<gasps> oh, man. Anyway. Go on. Play, playing a game with a child and they keep changing the rules. <laughs> you little shit. Because you can't really get angry with a proper kid. Like, if it's like a teenager, you can sort of go, don't be a dick, and they go, yeah, right, fair enough. But a proper little kid, like, anywhere between the realms of, I'd say, four to about eight, that sort of golden age of innocence, mm. where they're playing a game, and they go, right, can, can, can I play a game? Do you want to play a game with me? And you go, yeah, yeah, I'll play a game with you, mate. What do you want to play? And they go, um, oh, we're going to play uh, swappy chairs. Right, okay, what's the rules of swappy chairs? Oh, um, I say a word, and then you've got to say a word, and then we swap chairs. You're like, whatever, you just make it up. It's sort of fine. <laughs> you're re- inside, you're like, that's not a fucking game. What's yeah, exactly. That? Yeah. But, but, but you, you know, you do it, and you go, yeah, that's fine. I'm going to do it. Because it's your child, or it's, you know, whoever this child is, you're presumably in their presence because you like them. <laughs> or because go, <laughs> it's kosher or- and you're allowed to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing unsuspicious. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you play the game, and then they go, okay, uh, to win, you've got to say the biggest word you know. And you sort of think, well, I'm a fucking adult. I've, I've got the education. I'm going to destroy you. <laughs> so, so you start rubbing your hands this, together. You little prick. Yeah, and they say something like, because. And you go, anti-establishmentarianism. And then they go, no, no, it, it's got to be a word that I've learned in school. Well, that wasn't the fucking rules, was it? You just gave me the rules and I won, you little prick. So what are you trying to do now? <laughs> You're trying to mug me a right off. <laughs> You're seeing me off, you little shit. Yeah. No, unbelievable. Uh, the, the worst, uh, also, a little fucker's lie to win. Like you're playing a board game mm. and you'll roll the dice and the dice will land on something and they'll go, ding, 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 ding. Say it's five. They take five. But it's not quite five. You hear too many dinks and you're like, hang on, where were you? And you know where they were. So it's the same one you were in. <laughs> And they, they point to two squares in front of yours. I was there. No, you fucking wasn't. Don't lie to me. This is serious business. The <laughs> thing is, man, I can't, like, I wish I was, I was mature enough to let stuff like that go, but I just can't. No, I can't. Like, I cannot. I should not be a parent. Well, I mean, I'm glad I'm not, but I cannot allow myself to be mugged off, even if it's by a child. Like, exactly. I just can't do it so if you're not going to play if you're not going to play by the rules and i don't want to play with you like what's the (laughs) point if there's no rules it's just carnage you may as well just run around fucking screaming exactly here's a game it's called scream i scream in your (laughs) face you scream in my face and the first person to shit themselves wins (laughs) might as well fucking play that Anarchy. I'm gonna start. <laughs> I'm gonna start making up games that only I can win. Yeah. Let's then play a game of reach the top shelf. <laughs> yeah. Let's play a game called punch ball. Let's both punch <laughs> each other in the face as hard Let's as we punch can. Face. Yeah. Punch face. I go first. Yeah. Bang. <laughs> I win. You lose. <laughs> uh, the Babelman is not advocating child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for a, another episode of Are You Fucking Kidding Me? <laughs> Woman dating a 
chandelier. <laughs> oh, what are you talking about? I was not prepared for that in so, any way. So there's a woman <laughs> called Amanda Liberty who is currently suing the son for discrimination after she claimed to be in a relationship with a 92-year-old chandelier. Now, she lost the discrimination suit, um, but the lady is called Amanda Liberty, and she says that her sexual orientation is an attraction to inanimate objects, um, which had been described in one academic paper as objectum sexual which sounds like a harry potter fucking spell <laughs> objectum sexual <laughs> just turn sexual, any object into a vagina <laughs> um now what do you think the name of the chandelier is what's her last name her name is amanda liberty that gives you no clues, if that's helpful. Okay. I'm just going to say Dave. She planned to have a commitment ceremony to Lumiere to show that <laughs> the love was going to last. Lumiere! <laughs> that's the, that, that uh, Beauty and the Beast. That's yes. his name, isn't it? Lumiere? I think so, Oh yes. my God, that's amazing. But the reason why she tried to sue the sun was because in 2019 they um, essentially gave her an award called the Dagnum Award. And it's called the Dagnum Award because Dagnum is two stops past barking, um, which, right. you know, we'll ignore the shit pun there from the worst newspaper in the world. However, yeah, they'd reported that she'd married this chandelier and they asked the question whether she was dim and dimmer exactly now if you have an article about a woman who's married a chandelier and that's the best that you can come up with then i'm sorry it's absolutely appalling however the fact that she then tried to sue them I think is absolutely wonderful because she says and she argued that sexual orientation in the context of clause 12 covered people who were attracted to people of the same sex, the opposite sex or both, but not people who were attracted to objects. Right. And the, the son were essentially saying that she's crazy and that, this is not, um, and, and their kind of coverage of it was very um, unfair dickish. to her. <laughs> it's a bit dickish like they always are. Uh, yeah, and, and as I say, you can absolutely understand a world in which the sun are vile, disgusting vermin. But, I mean, you, you married a chandelier. <laughs> Without its consent. Yeah. Did it, did it write anything down? Do you know what I mean? Did you exchange vows? How do you consummate the marriage? I mean, yeah, we're not going to go there. Imagine if you <laughs> were the kind of person, if like you were just, you're, imagine yourself, right? You're just you, but you really, really set, like attracted to a pavement. <laughs> or a fucking couch. 
Like what? <laughs> Imagine the intern, you'd be like, fucking Don't hell. Don't Sarah. Like you can't go for a walk ever. Like this couch moves in, like you keep disappearing late at night. So I'm just sleeping on the couch. <laughs> Marrying inanimate objects. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I've got two questions for you, Lee. Go on. Do you remember the game show, The Generation Game? I, I do, yes. Okay. Good game, good game, bit of Brucey bonus. Very good. Have you ever heard of... <coughs> no. No, I haven't heard. <laughs> well, you've never heard of... <laughs> that surprises me. Um... Have you ever heard of the website Wish? Yes. So what I would like to do is, and you can play along with this at home, listeners. Like this is an actual interactive thing that you can do at home. In front of me, I have a list of 30 items that you can buy (laughs) right now on Wish. Okay. And I'm going to go through them, and I want you at the end... I'm going to give you a minute to try and name as many of them as you can. (laughs) But you're not allowed to write them down. Okay. And listeners, you can play along at home as well. Now, don't cheat. Don't write it down. Just see what you can remember. Lee, are you ready to play the... Wish.com generation game. Wish.com generation game. Perfect. Are you ready? Do it. Pig simulation simulation trotter cushion. Pumpkin seeds that grow to look like a cock. Inflatable T-Rex dinosaur costume. Fried egg cushion. Kim Jong-un latex mask. Sad emoji frog puking. A tiny baby's hand that fits on your finger. A cleaver knife necklace. Oyster shells. Creepy Halloween mask. Leatherface Halloween mask. Eyeball mini purse. Really creepy long-nosed mask. Teeth whitening pen. Portable, disposable, unisex, emergency piss bag. <laughs> A mug with, the out- with just the central features of Nicolas Cage's face. <laughs> A shower curtain of Jeff Goldblum holding a baboon. <laughs> Pillow with Jeff Goldblum's face on it. Oh my god, is this your search? A mask that looks like a giant cock end. A t-shirt with a picture of a moose fucking a hunter. A badge that says dead inside. A cat muzzle. (laughs) 
gold and silver plated dog shit coin. Oh my god, what's that even mean? How many can you remember? Okay. Kim Jong un mask. Inflatable T Rex suit. Fried egg something. Pig trotter imitation cushion. <laughs> Puking frog meme thing. Halloween mask. Uh, some sort of Jason mask, I think. Or oh, no, leather face it was. I don't know. Long nose mask. Uh, pumpkin seeds that grow into a penis. Some other penis thing that I can't remember. Um, uh, no, that's me done. I can't. I can't think of anything else. <laughs> You know, how do you get on at home, listeners? How many of them did you get? <laughs> did you beat me? Did how you many beat, did I get then? Um, eleven. Eleven. Yeah, you got eleven right. out of nineteen. Ooh, did all right then. Yeah, you would have won a tub of all couscous of <laughs> and all of the weird shit that was named above. <laughs> Tune in hey, next hey, week hey. for another hey, version hey. of Random Online Shop Generation Game. <laughs> With a better name. With a better name. <laughs> With a quippy, pithy name. The quippy, pithy named Generation Game pseudo ripoff of online weird shit that you can buy on the internet. That is the name. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next time. The end. Fin. Finished. Mm-hmm. Done. Fini. So the end. Yes. And for you, Ryan, mm. I have a story. Oh my god. But it's not fan fiction. There'll be no tentacles it penetrating <laughs> Hogwarts here. Okay. Oh, that's a weird story. Yeah, that was. No, I love that one. This this is possibly mm. one of the deepest real world rabbit holes. I've fallen down in a long time. Okay. How so, exciting. So, settle back. Okay, and I will I'm just try... going to adjust myself. Yeah, get yourself comfy. Because oh, really, I'm going to... It might be a struggle, so just bear with me. There's a lot to take in. Okay, hang on. I'm just moving the mic so I can lean back in my chair. Right. So. There I am on Twitter. Mm-hmm. As usual. Scrolling. Passing doing stuff and then a story pops up and it says he lost his bride-to-be in a tragic crash a company he hired for the big day is refusing to refund him and is threatening a lawsuit and it got my attention okay so i thought right let's find out some more information so what has occurred is as it says a couple planning their wedding Obviously booked all the stuff, so you've got the, the caterers, the photographers, musicians, all that stuff. All booked, all done. Sadly, she dies in a car crash. Right. So now the fiancé is left ringing all these companies, obviously explaining very sad situation, what's happened, and then trying to get his money back for everything they put deposits down on, right? Right. And the photographers, a copper stallion media, decide not to refund. 
Okay. So obviously he questions this. Mm. And then he goes on to Twitter to say that they are refusing. So he's, he's gone to the media, obviously, and this story's out on Twitter and Facebook and everything else because he's, he's, he's basically not happy. I wouldn't be happy. There. No. But instead of reacting like a company should, the videographer starts posting stuff. Right. So the first one is a Twitter post of a picture, right? Mm-hmm. And the picture is of said fiancé and now deceased fiancé mm-hmm. with basically what would have been their um, sort of like today's the day picture. Right. right? Yeah. And it says, today would have been the day where we would have filmed Justin's and Alexis's wedding in Colorado Springs. After what Justin pulled with the media stunt to try and shake us down for a refund, we hope you sob and cry all day for what would have been your wedding day. Sorry, not sorry. Eesh. Eesh, oof, indeed. But it didn't end there. Okay. There was a follow-up. On their uh, sort of more private messages, it says, to all employees and clients, it is with great sadness that we inform you of the passing of our client experience manager, Alison Davis. Alison took her own life this morning. She had been a valued member of our team for the past two years and will be missed. She was a wife, mother, sister, and daughter. On May 20th, 2020, our company was subject to an online smear campaign for not refunding a client who died in a car accident. The client signed a non-refundable contract, and as a result, friends, family, and strangers have emailed, called, and left reviews of our company. Online bullying is real. And then it goes on to say about, in terms of criminal charges, can we see what can be done to get judgment for damages and blah, 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 blah. They signed a legal document that they have not upholded. Now, that would be fine, right? Mm-hmm. It's very sad to also hear that someone has killed themselves over this backlash. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't end there. Okay. Because with a little bit of delving, you realize that Alison has died before. This employee of Copper Stallion Media has died once already in a previous statement from 2018. Right. To all employees and clients. It is with great sadness that we inform you of the passing of our client experience manager, Alison Davis. Alison took her own life this morning. She had been a value member, blah, 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 blah. exactly the same thing. The same post. But it was referring to a court case that had put stress on her. Right. So now there's a question of why is this company not only smearing this guy after not paying him back a deposit, of which was only $1,800, I'll add. Right. And now they're lying about someone dying twice. So it was time to dig. And dig I did. This, your is, this is a real departure from the end of the moment. I'm enjoying I it know, thoroughly. I know. Wow, we're, how interesting. We're going deeper into this rabbit hole because it turns out <clears throat> that the website got redirected and it was no longer Copper Media Bollocks, but instead it was called 
justinmontanaywedding.com. Now, Justin Montanay is the name of the fiancé who is trying to get the refund. The website dedicated an expose page to this man saying how he was smearing the company and trying to rumble them for money on their own website. They also changed every single profile picture to this man's face. But it wasn't just a picture of the man's face. The company had taken said face from a different photo, photoshopped it so he was no longer smiling and looked sinister, and then uploaded that as their profile image. And you start to ask why. Yeah, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on? Yeah. So, obviously, they got review bombed. Everyone got on top of it, smashed the shit out of them on social media. And there was clearly some sort of retaliation coming from someone, but no one was really sure who. Until. <laughs> it came about that the owner is a chap called Jesse J. Clark. He has a ridiculous name that isn't just Jesse J. Clark, actually. I think it's Jesse James Francis Clark in film. Okay. Now, I think it was a few years prior. It could be about four years ago now, he was in court for fraud for basically rumbling 90 clients, photography clients for weddings and other photography projects of their deposits and payments and not delivering. He'd turn up, take photos, never see it again. Absolutely nothing. And everyone found him on Twitter. So they started messaging this Jesse James, Francis Clark, who decided to try and say that he had nothing to do with the project. Except it does. He isn't as good as hiding all of his stuff as he thinks he is. So it turns out that he's owned multiple businesses. Now, the internet is a wonderful place. If people want to find things, they will. And all the diggers got digging in a big way. And they found out that not only has he had multiple businesses, but every single one has basically been used to con people. He is a serial combat. In fact, if you go to his Twitter, you are basically fed some of the most ridiculous shit that you've ever read. It's it's like this um oh, when you get a profile and it says financier, multimillionaire, bloody 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 blah, blah uh, all of its bollocks. He is lying. He has no money. And the reason he's trying to smear this company is because it's understood that all of his cash has already been absolved into debts. So he has nothing. When he gets money, he doesn't actually have it. Right. So where it currently stands is Jesse James, whoever his fucking name is, Francis John is being rumbled by everyone. He is, I believe, being investigated for fraud by the FBI now, which is really satisfying. And from what I can tell, a um, well, like a GoFundMe or something like that, mm. something like that was set up in the name of the fiance by a very nice person. And the last time I checked it, 
there was something like 50,000 in there. Wow. So he, he's been more than reimbursed. It obviously doesn't quell the bullshit of this, but I think it would be safe to say that Justin Montanay, the fiancé, has got his happy ever after. And if we're going to take anything away from this story, it's that if you're going to employ someone called Jesse John Francis Clark, don't, because he's a flying fuckface. I mean, I wanted to end the episode with people's stories about poo. <laughs> of, of times when they'd shit themselves. Um, we, we could still do that? No, I mean, I think... <laughs> I think that I'm, I'm, that's, that's just, I mean, maybe we are investigative. Well, maybe you are an investigative journalist. <laughs> maybe this, Who all knows? of a sudden, the 50th episode just morphs into the fucking, whatever it's called, Copper Pot Productions or whatever. <laughs> Chester Copper Pot Productions. Chester Copper Pot Productions. Maybe that's what it becomes. <laughs> I mean, I guess, listeners, you're going to have to tune in next time for our 50th episode. Oh, our bloody 50th episode. Old people in the house. To find out where we go next. Who knows? <laughs> Not even us. And we present no, really, the fucking thing. We really don't. <laughs> Jesus. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>